What are your thoughts actually talking about marathon training? Um, what are your thoughts on running two marathons a year? One of our uh, uh, listeners would like to know. So I think I'm going to pass this question off to a more experienced marathon running coach. It's certainly possible, but I want to hear from the expert in the room. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that, Brooke. So like, yeah, we all have our like strengths, right? But we don't always know everything about everything. So I just, I respect uh, that answer so much, Brooke, um, because we need to know what we don't know as well, right? If you are constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week, we help a runner just like you learn how to consistently get in your mental clearing miles and even hit PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Hey, healthy runners, are you ready for your glow up? Have you guys heard the news yet? Knox Gear's signature product, the Tracer, which I have been glowing about, see what I did there, for the better part of nine months now has just been re-engineered for a better fit, higher visibility, more color modes, and twice the LEDs for your brightest move yet with the Tracer 2. All of our healthy runners use Knox Gear during this time of the year when the days are getting shorter in order to get in those runs even if it is dark outside. One of my pet peeves is when I'm driving and I don't see a runner until the last minute because they're not visible because they're not using Knox Gear. We are all about runner health on this podcast and Knox Gear's Tracer 2 is an essential running tool to keep you safe and visible while running. The Tracer 2 keeps me lit up from all directions during my 5.30 a.m. runs, and I always get shout-outs and comments from other walkers and people traveling in cars because they notice the light display I'm giving off. If you are looking for running gear that will actually help you stay safe while running, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 35% off by using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to noxgear.com. That's N-O-X-G-E-A-R.com and use the code HEALTHYRUNNER at checkout to save 35% off. Go ahead and give Knox Gear a try. Trust me, you will never feel safer running. Welcome to Healthy Runner. It is 2023 runners. We are here and we are going to do big things this year. We are going to do it and we are going to do it big. Uh, it may be tough. It may be scary, but we are going to rock it in 2023. 
with our running, our health, and our lives. Yes, we are. Happy New Year to you all. And I have not one, not two, not three, but five special <laughs> guests with me today to celebrate this first podcast episode of the new year. And we are having a special kickoff party with our Healthy Runner coaching team. But before I get into today's episode in which you'll get to know um, each of the coaches on our team a bit better, I just want to leave 2022 with a special specific message for you. I want to thank you for your trust. I want to thank you for your attention. I want to thank you for your time because time is the most valuable asset that we have. And I don't take it for granted uh, that you picked this video or this podcast to listen to out of all of the other running related content out there. Whether you're an avid listener, this is your first time listening, whether you're a customer of ours, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, uh, for being here with us, learning and growing as a runner and being on this journey together to make life a little bit better. Um, that's what this podcast is all about, not only learning the specific strategies on how to get stronger, how to get faster and stay healthy, but also grow in our life journey because we know that if we can get out the door and lace up those shoes um, consistently each and every week uh, throughout the year, then our lives are a bit better for it. So as I've had a lot of time to reflect this past week um, on my recent family vacation in Disney. Um, I really took my longest time away from work than I have in my five-year entrepreneurial journey. And I just wanted to say how grateful I am that you're here and how grateful I am for having the amazing team um, that I do have to help serve more runners than I can possibly help all by myself. So really, that's kind of what this episode is all about, is getting to know the Healthy Runner coaching team a bit more. All of them have been repeat guests on the show, sharing their knowledge, wisdom, and experience in helping us learn more about a specific topic. But today, we'll be getting a little deeper into why they love being a run coach, their personal running goals, and some fun questions that you, the listener, have submitted. I promise by the end of today, you will have learned at least one interesting fact that you didn't know about one of the coaches on our team. And as I mentioned, we kind of pulled our community and have compiled some questions that our runners want to know more about um, from our team. So who do I have with me here today? You may be wondering. Um, first off, we have Brooke Zarnecki, who is a registered dietitian, uh, nutritionist, and run coach. Um, I have Kat Anabali, who is a run coach, group fitness instructor, couch to 5K certified, uh, treadmill extraordinaire, um, probably extraordinaire of many other things uh, on our <laughs> that she covers on our team as well. Um, I have Latoya Felton, who is a run coach, NASM certified, personal trainer, and weight loss specialist. I have Lu Fang Zhu, or Coach Lu who is a run coach and ACE certified personal trainer, fitness nutrition specialist. And then I have Coach Whitney Lacombe, who is a run coach, certified personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and our healthy runner executive assistant. And I am Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I am a physical therapist, uh, run coach, and the host of this show that you are listening to. So... First question that we have um, for you guys and um, to really kick it off is, how did you become, and this was submitted by one of our uh, clients, uh, how did you become a run coach with Spark Healthy Runner? 
We'll start it off with uh, Brooke. Yes. So 29's relationship has been like, I feel like we met with our business coach, right? Which is how we got to know each other. And then we just kind of started collaborating on how we could work together. And I started serving some of the clients in the Healthy Runner community. And then I became a client with a Healthy Runner community. I worked with Whitney for a while. And then I was like, you know what? This sounds like something and feels like something I would really enjoy. Um, and that's just kind of how it happened. So, you know, kind of right place, right time. And here I am with the team. So I'm really happy to be here with them. Yeah. And uh, we are super happy that you are here as well as you had so much value, um, especially from the nutritional aspect. So yeah, thank you for being here. And it is, it is wild how uh, things happen and, you know, how things are connected. And yeah, it's just been so awesome learning from you, honestly, as I've been following your content for a while um, and all the value that you do bring to our community. So thank you for that. Um, Coach Kat. Well, I was a patient of yours first for <laughs> posterior right. tib- yeah, posterior tibial tendinitis. And along the way, after I listened to you and did everything you told me to do, then I think you you were just developing the coaching program and you thought maybe that I could be a benefit because I did do a lot of couch to 5K programs. And then it just progressed from there. It has, yeah. Started out as as a patient back back when yes. I was like treating patients. Um, yes. So, and then, uh, yeah, Coach Latoya. All right. So life has such serendipitous occasions that happen. And I think our connection was completely serendipitous. You and I met, uh, I think originally at the New Haven Road Race. That's what it was the first time. Like I'd seen you at the gym, but didn't connect who you were. I had no clue. Some guy at the gym, like everybody else. And when I saw you at the New Haven Road Race, I'd run it, ran it. We talked at your your table. I entered and lo and behold, ah, I won the magic prize. I won the big, big bundle of everything. I don't know what was in their goodness. I even have the water bottle date to date. I still use it. Love it. One of my favorites. And uh, I, I think we, we connected through through that and our energy worked together. You saw that I had value. You definitely had value. I wanted to party and we just came together somehow. It's not how it worked. I don't know. It is. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're the guy in the gym with those chicken legs. That's right. Yeah, that was the New Haven Row Race. That was actually our first ever basket giveaway. Um, so you were like the official. So it is like kind of serendipitous, as you said, because you're like our community organizer at like all the road races that we do together. And you and I kind of hold down the table and uh, do some of the giveaways. Um, so yeah, that is kind of ironic that you were actually one of the first ever um, Healthy Runner basket winners. And yeah, that water bottle is like a relic now. That's uh, I don't even have one of those anymore. Um, so yeah, that's like a classic. I can sell it to you, vintage. We can go on eBay and see what we can get for it. Yeah, I swear. Coach Lou. I believe that I was first introduced by, by my friend Katie Robinson into the Healthy Runner Facebook, Facebook group. And I've been following along, but didn't meet you in person till that Wallingford Road Race. 
and then we get connected and we this we did some run together and you were saying that oh you should be a coach so i i then i listened and i started to get i get my certification and same thing like during pandemic at the beginning of pandemic you start when you are brewing this help you run a coaching program and you said oh you want to be the original gangsters and so i <laughs> so uh, oh cool <laughs> and so then that's the, the when it takes off I, 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 yeah I, that's right you were one of the original uh, members of the uh, old school uh, Spark Fitness program, you, Latoya, and Kat, actually. Um, oh, geez. Where <laughs> we were uh, working yeah. out on Zoom Live uh, during the pandemic and had my bucket of bricks and my mall axe in my living room. And yeah, we had some fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, yes, I do remember going on some runs after yeah. that, Lou. And I was like, you know, running with you and you like had all this knowledge. I was like, you should be like a run coach. Right. You like know a lot of stuff. And yeah, I just, I just loved how you were constantly like researching information and just having this like thirst for like knowledge and learning more. Um, and it's been great seeing your journey and like where you are now, um, you know, with your coaching and, and your personal running. Um, it is, it is crazy how, uh, time flies. And then coach Whitney. Yes. How, how did you become a coach with Spark Healthy Runner? Well, I actually took my run coaching certification course with Dwayne. We met during that course. It was via Zoom because of COVID. And the like your name in that Zoom call had where you were from. And I was like, oh, Connecticut. I grew up there. And we just we got put in a breakout room and we started chatting. And then we connected on Facebook and back and forth messages. And somehow I think maybe I pitched the idea of working, teaming up, somehow coaching together. And it just kind of snowballed. And eventually I joined the Healthy Runner team, even all the way out here in Arizona. Yeah. I do remember when you had reached out and it was great meeting you at the course. And it's always, that's what I love about like continuing education courses is like, you know, the courses are great. Um, you learn stuff, but honestly, it's the networking and it's like just meeting people with similar interests that you have. Um, and I remember, you know, talking with you and yeah, I was so happy when you, when you did reach out and I was actually in the phase of, we were trialing, you know, this new kind of coaching program at the time. And I was like, well, you know, it might be nice having a coach, not in Connecticut, and uh, branching out a bit uh, for someone to be able to handle all of the runners that signed up for that coaching program. I remember you had like basically everyone outside of Connecticut. Um, so we had like all different states, Oklahoma, we had Hawaii, we had a bunch of different uh, yep. people and, and those were your peeps. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, that was helpful information for you guys just to see how, how everyone did start out uh, back then. I think we take it for granted because we know those back stories, but I, I guess a lot of you don't know them. So hopefully that was helpful. And you could probably guess how I became a coach at Spark Healthy Runner um, <laughs> when I started my entrepreneurial journey five years ago. Um, so that was originally a kind of physical therapy clinic when I was just really tired of really the sick care model and um, just, you know, getting, getting patients better when they were injured and really have a passion for health and wellness and really wanted to promote how do we keep people healthy so they don't get injured. Uh, and that is kind of how Spark Healthy Runner was born. 
Um, all right. So the next question that we have uh, that was submitted was, where does the love of coaching other runners come from? So Brooke, we'll start out with you. I think coaching in general and education is always something I've been very passionate about, but run coaching specifically is something I'm very passionate about because like I'm a runner. So, you know, I have my own experiences and have my own, you know, I guess, viewpoints on different things. And so I kind of wanted to impart that wisdom on other people. And so, and I also mentioned before, like, I just love educating and talking with others and motivating others to be, I don't want to say be better, but like improve themselves, improve their health and really reach limits that they didn't think were possible. Um, and I love that about my nutrition coaching as well. So it just kind of melds really well into me, my personal life and just kind of, you know, imparting my wisdom on other people. I think that's what I love most about it. Love it. Love it. Coach Kat. I love helping people realize that there really isn't one size or one type of runner you know, and that it doesn't have to be intimidating. I was very, very intimidated by runners when I started, which wasn't that long ago. You know, you always have this vision of what a runner looks like. And I do not look like a runner if you have that vision a lot of times. And my goal is to tell people and to coach. And I love sharing with my clients that you can run. It does not matter what you look like, what your size is. That is a really personal issue for me. And I really think that I love, I just love to impart that to clients, whether you're male or female, because sometimes males have the same, it doesn't matter. It's not, you know, a weight issue necessarily, but to take the intimidation out of running and to make it, user-friendly for anyone who wants to get healthy. So I think that's my best, my most favorite part about coaching is to be able to do that for people and deconstruct the the myth of you have to do this to be a runner, I think, mm-hmm. overall. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Coach Latoya. So I, I love that. I think I'm feeling we're all going to have a thread that weaves us together in the crazy way that it does is that we all have this love of seeing others shine. We want to give something we have felt from every level, whether it's, I don't fit in, I don't belong here. How do I do this? I wasn't supposed to do this right. And I learned from it. Let me make sure that someone else does that. I love helping people see their light and see that, yes, you can do this. You don't have to be Usain Bolt. You don't have to run BQ. You just have to move your body and run. And I want, I love to see that light shine out of people when they realize, OMG, I did that. I can totally run. I am a runner. Yes. You don't fit in a box because running doesn't have a box. We all are in it. And that's what I love sharing with other people. Yeah. Lou? I, I love coaching because I love, I love all the running communities. I like this. I like working with runners and it just being, it's just fun being around with these great people. And I have been through a lot of, it's, I have been through a lot of running experience myself. I start with all the, made a lot of mistakes and I improved a lot along the way. And I read books and I just like to share and I just like other coaches, 
seeing someone else that seeing the change they grow is so satisfying sometimes even more than yourself and that's what i really love like seeing people wow they improve so much and and sharing some knowledge they they never know and they have been doing something that they didn't didn't know they did something wrong they didn't realize it and then you help them they improve that's just so fulfilling and um i just i love it that's that's really where my passion is and just being with people and this running community is itself i've learned a lot through that coaching myself too and it's been so rewarding thank you for sharing coach whitney well i'm going to kind of say the same thing as everybody else i love helping other people realize their potential like somebody didn't think that they could ever run a 5k and then they go and do it it's just rewarding to see the joy on their face to hear them just excited about their accomplishments I think it's fantastic. And then my cheesy answer is I get to talk about running and people can't tell me to stop. So, you know, my husband's always like, stop, enough running talk, enough. But now I can talk about it with everybody and they actually want to hear it. So it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I can totally uh, relate to that. Um, I guess, you know, my love of coaching other runners really I guess stems from my love and passion for education as kind of someone who educates like physical therapy students to someone who's educated patients, right? When I was kind of in a clinical practice for all of my career, like patient education was always like something I valued. And, you know, I felt like I did a really good job of that. And I, you know, I, Yes, I like the skill stuff that we do as physical therapists and, you know, do a manipulation and, you know, do some soft tissue work and, you know, you learn all these like skills and techniques and those are fun to learn, but the connecting with my patients and communicating with them and educating has always been like a passion of mine. So as kind of I've morphed into more of a coaching model um, and getting to do it, like you said, Whitney, with Um, something that you love and you're passionate about. And, you know, when I really, you know, started my clinical practice and really niched down to working exclusively with runners, it was like, oh, I can actually uh, talk to all of my quote unquote patients or my clients um, about something that I love talking about. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess for me, it's really a matter of you know, educating kind of a lot of what you guys said, um, you know, educating on things that I didn't know when I started out as a runner, all the mistakes that I've made and that I continue to make and learn and grow. I'm just a couple of steps probably ahead of, you know, some of you listening to this. Um, I'm probably a lot of steps behind uh, many of you who are listening to this as well. And, you know, just being able to help others get to a point in their running journey a little bit faster um, than they would have if they just kind of struggled on their own. Um, I think seeing that change is is pretty pretty awesome and really kind of 
I guess is why I love what I do. Um, and even just like being away, don't get me wrong, like being away and vacation, like I totally needed it. Um, but even getting back in the ring like today and, you know, I had three client calls today and just, you know, hearing about their changes that they've made over these past couple of weeks and just seeing how things are easier for them. Their running is easier. Like that is just, I love it. And it's just, it's just awesome feeling um, to be able to have that impact. And I guess this other question that was submitted is very similar. So feel free to, um, you know, add in anything that you didn't uh, get to answer on the last question. But I guess um, it's just a little more specific on like, what do you enjoy most about run coaching? So it would, I definitely is like the second half of what I just said on in the previous question, but really helping people see their potential when they don't see it. And like, you know, when people are like, I don't know if I can run a marathon in six months. I'm like, you're running 30 miles a week right now. Like you can run a marathon in six months. Um, or, you know, even a 5k, like you can do a 5k in, you know, a couple months. And it's just really, really empowering to see that and watch it happen. And then, you know, the, the client or the runner is just so psyched because they did something they never thought they could. And that's just, that's what I love about it the most. Kat? I, I actually love meeting people from all walks of life with so many different personalities and so many different interests. It's, I have so many different interests myself that it's great when I meet somebody and I'm like, Hey, college football, Hey, movies. It's just so many different, you know, people that I've met over the coaching. And, and I love learning about their personal stories, not necessarily, of course, the running stuff, but their personal stories. And, and, you know, that's one of my favorite parts of it is learning about something different or somebody's different. Can I just answer ditto? For both what Brooke and Kat said. Me too. You guys are on the same page, the same wavelength. I just, I love watching someone grow and blossom. You know, you have, not like they're my kids, but you watch them. They start and they're not sure of themselves. And then they they get stronger and stronger. And then they're they're off on their own running 26.2 or 13.1. It just, that's what I love. I love, I love the release when they're done done. They're never done. We always sign up for another race, right? But that just that they said they could do it. It makes my heart happy. Hmm. Whatever they yeah, said. The, tra- yeah, the transformation, know. right? Just, to, you know, that transformation and them, you know, turning into a totally different person, right? By the time uh, they're, they're done with that. Uh, Lou or Whitney, anything else to add to that? It's empowering. I just, I love working. Oh, sorry, Lou. Okay. It's empowering. You, you, just like many of you have said, you see people who didn't believe that they, they can do it, but then you just give them some guidance, give them some confidence, and you use your expertise, the coaching expertise, and they reach to the goal. They get something done they never even dream of. We have that kind of thing in our own journey too, so that's great to see that repeated in someone else's journey. That would, that's just so, so awesome. Yeah. I, I really like getting to meet, like Kat said, getting to meet people from all over. I mean, I have clients right now in Switzerland and Denmark and Oklahoma and California and just all over, not just the country, but the world, because we, 
coach virtually, we are able to do that. We're able to meet people outside of our own small little bubble communities, which I think is just fantastic. And it's, it's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's definitely been one of the things for me, um, going from local clinician to virtual coach, um, that I've really gotten to appreciate. I've always enjoyed, you know, treating various patients and like getting to know different types of people and like their stories and things that I wasn't, you know, familiar with growing up in my background or in my kind of little bubble that I'm in. Right. Um, but being able to expand it geographically as well. I've definitely loved that, especially internationally. Right. And just learning about Scotland and learning about the UK and learning about, yeah. And it, you know, our, our first client from Switzerland, it's like, Hey, that's pretty cool. Um, and just learning about their cultures, uh, their, the regions that they're living in. And yeah, our, our clients, um, one of them this morning that I was on the call with like Minnesota, it was like, yeah, they're going to have frozen ground until spring. I'm like, really? So like it never melts. Like they're like, nope. Yeah. No. It's not going to be melted until the spring. So it's like, yeah, I'm going out there and you know, there's some dirt and some snow on the ice and you know, I'm getting out there from my runs. And um, so it is, it is very interesting to kind of learn about the different areas that, um, but I, I think we all have this, similar, um, common goal, right. Of we're still running no matter where we're doing it. Um, we're still runners and we still utilize running as that medium to be able to stay healthy. Right. And be able to do the things that we love in our lives. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I guess, um, another question that we had submitted was, um, what are your personal running goals? Uh, that you have for either 2023 or I don't know, next five years, 10 years, 50 years? <laughs> oh, this was such a hard question. I read this earlier and I was like, man, I don't like, there's so many goals I have, but if I'm looking at short term, it's just to maintain running with where I'm at right now, stay consistent and get stronger. Like I really need to work on my strength. So that is my goal right now as a runner is to get stronger, not necessarily increase mileage or do any races, but just get stronger, get consistent with that and build that habit so that when I do go to run a marathon or an ultra marathon or a trail race that I really love, I can do it because I'm strong and not because I'm, I, I can't drop out because I'm injured or something like that. So strength is my goal right now. Love it. Coach Kat? I kind of chuckled on this one because my personal goals are personal. <laughs> but um, overall, which is totally I, fine, by the way, <laughs> but I, but overall, I basically want to see what my body can do with running that that's like test kind of test the limits. So I'm not giving specific like distances, but just to test the limits to see what my body can do at this stage of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. I can, I can respect that because that was kind of my goal last year with going back for seconds for the marathon. It was like, can my body handle yes. it and like that new distance for me because it was five years and the first time I did it, quite frankly, I felt terrible and I felt like yeah. I was injured. Um, so I can respect that. Yeah, thank you. Coach Latoya. All right. So I have long-term goals, midterm goals, but my long-term goal is to really be one of those little old biddies 
at a 5K yeah. race with a matching track running suit on, maybe a visor. I'm going at it and I'm going at it. And I'm healthy and I finished my race and I'm lapping all my friends at the senior center because I stayed strong. I stayed healthy. I, I followed the principles that I preach and they lasted me to be 80. And then I get a nice little trophy or a mug to add to my, my case. I mean, when you're 80, that's a big deal. I, I got goals. So <laughs> in order for me to do that, I got to stay healthy and stick with my strength and lift some heavier things. I've got to run some distances and just my, my goal is to run until I can't. That's what I'm going to do. Fast, slow, medium, in between, all that will happen because life happens. But I'm going to be the little old bitty in the tracksuit at the race. Come, come stay at the end of the race and cheer for those grandmas and grandpas who are out there moving. Because one day it'll be you or me if you keep yourselves right. So that's my goal. Latoya, you and I are 50 years from now, we're going to be like coding up the 90s. You know, we're going to be up yeah. there getting first place in the 90s section. You and I will be taking pictures together. <laughs> yeah. our, uh, I, I do believe that. And when you said uh, <laughs> track suits, this is like a family joke we've had like all week. Um, apparently, like it's cool now for kids to do like the matching track like sweats and like sweatshirts. Like that was definitely a no-no during my generation. So now we like make fun of, and we talk about it. Like, I don't know if you guys seen Despicable Me, like Vector. We talk about like Vector outfits. We're going to get like family Vector outfits. Yes. <laughs> my, my granddaughter was just in a matching pink and white Adidas tracksuit yesterday when I saw her. So if, if, I, if she can rock it, Gigi can rock it when she's at the race. I'm going to do it. Yes. 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 That was like so uncool when like I was in high school and it was like such an 80s thing. It was like 80s breakdancer, you know, it was like, you know, the matching uh, suits. And yeah, now apparently it's coming back. So um, Coach Lou. I have um, a general goal and the specific goal. <laughs> general goal is really like lifelong running. I hope I can still run at least a half marathon, hopefully marathon at age of 80. And currently, I'm, a specific goal is I'm trying to run a marathon in all the 50 states and, and maybe even 50, uh, I'm sorry, the seven continents, but that will be a little more aggressive. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Lou, I told that's Lou awesome. he does Africa. I'm going with him. Nice. We'll go run a world safari. We'll do a marathon do safari. No, I'll go uh, to Antarctica. That's it. I'll go oh, with you to Antarctica. Oh, that, that one's that's a hard one. No, I got you on Antarctica. <laughs> that one, I'm going with you, Lou. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hard one, but it will be fun. It's a, it will be a runcation. Uh, doing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it feels like. A, yeah. How many states do you have so far, Lou? I know you did a bunch of races this past year in a couple of different states. How far along are we? I know you just started this yeah. journey, but how many states do you have? Only eight or nine. Okay, yeah. still that's 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 very respectable <laughs> okay. considering it's only been a couple of years. <laughs> right, I've been only running running only one marathon per year for four years, and then suddenly last year was like five, six, but but. <laughs> But then most of them I did it really easy. I'm not racing it, and I'm just having fun going to another state and then see meet different people, different the running community, see the do a travel, and it feels like a vacation is it's not complete if there's no run. 
<laughs> yep. No, I, I, hey, it's a great way to see different parts of the country. I think I would definitely want to do that. Definitely not marathon in all states. I don't think that's going to be in the cards for me, but possibly half marathon yes. in all 50 states because we like to travel. So um, I agree. I know I, I need to definitely plan out my family vacations a little better with like races that are happening in those areas. I need to be a little bit better at that planning thing. I'm doing <laughs> 50 half marathons in 50 states. Along the way, there you yes. go. Nice. You might as well. Right. <laughs> Double dip. You're awesome. Oh man, Lou, you're great. Oh my goodness, Coach Whitney. So my overall goal is to stay healthy, and I'll be right along with you, Latoya. We're eighty in our tracksuits because you know I like matching outfits. Um, but I, my short-term goals, I actually am doing a marathon in four weeks. And then I'm going to try something new this spring. It's part of the Flying Pig series. So it's a one-mile race on Friday night, then a 10K and a 5K on Saturday, and then a half marathon on Sunday. So those are my short-term goals. But ultimately, I want to stay healthy and active and, you know, be that grandma up on the, on the podium. Yeah, I hear that's a great race. I've had a couple of clients run that race. Um, the medal is really cool. Um, so yeah, you're yes, going to I'll get an extra because of the challenge and you know, I, I like medals and bling and t-shirts, so I get all of them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. no, you're definitely have to fill us in on how that goes. And yeah, you're like peaking right now in marathon and then, then you got taper time coming up soon. Yeah. I have 18 on Thursday and 20 next week. So. All right. Yeah. This is it. This is like crunch time. It is. I can't wait to carbo load. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So my running goals really are, um, I definitely will tackle, uh, the marathon, um, this year again, um, in the fall, I'm not sure exactly which one I will be doing. Uh, I haven't decided on that, but I will definitely be doing a spring half marathon, which is going to be a little challenge to schedule with my girls travel volleyball schedule. So we have two, um, in travel volleyball. So literally I think I've figured it out on my calendar. There's only two weekends. One of them is Easter. Um, and another weekend, which is actually my daughter's birthday weekend, um, that we're not traveling. Uh, so I'm going to have to see if it works out that I can do a race either of those weekends. Um, or possibly, like I said, when we're in Boston, when we're in Philly, maybe there's a half marathon, uh, that weekend that I'm there. So I need to do a little research and get a date on the calendar because I am a planner. Um, so I would like to definitely uh, do that. But just like uh, Brooke said, in terms of strength, um, you know, that's where I am right now. Um, it's actually very exciting. I always love um, it was actually cool the other day. Yeah, yesterday, Monday, uh, the other day, it already feels like multiple days ago uh, was my first day in a new gym. It's always nice to go to a new gym, right? Um, we have a membership. There's like two gyms in my town. One's like the smaller gym. It's a little, little bit um, easier, I guess, access wise, get in, get out, that kind of thing, a little more low key. But then there's the other gym that actually has the squat racks and um, a little bit more equipment. So now that I am kind of not in race season, um, it's really doubling down on the strength and really getting stronger. So I'm really looking forward to, and I had probably one of the best strength workouts that I've had in, in many, many months uh, yesterday. And I'm really looking forward to new setting, new gym, um, really progressively 
building up a like periodized strength program um, with some heavier lifting these next couple of months and really just getting that strong foundation and base miles in. Um, so uh, I'm really structuring that out uh, to progressively increase that base um, miles. And then I could really hit that half marathon training um, for when I do get that half marathon on my calendar. So that's kind of what I got going on for this year's uh, running goals. And then, yeah, like you guys know, lifelong injury-free running, 90 years old, boom, running into the box. Like that's, that's, that's the goal. That's the long-term goal. But I, I did really enjoy the, even though the outcome wasn't exactly what I wanted um, with the marathon last year, I really enjoyed the training and I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed that training. And I do, you know, I, I actually am looking forward to going through that again. I just don't, you know, um, I guess I'm not ready to do that exclusively or do like a spring and a fall marathon kind of training cycle. So those are kind of my yearly uh, goals. All right. So next question we had is, what are your thoughts actually talking about marathon training? Um, what are your thoughts on running two marathons a year? One of our uh, uh, listeners would like to know. So I think I'm going to pass this question off to a more experienced marathon running coach. It's certainly possible, but I want to hear from the expert in the room. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that, Brooke. So like, yeah, we all have our like strengths, right? But we don't always know everything about everything. So I just, I respect that answer so much, Brooke, um, because we need to know what we don't know as well, right? Um, so I love it. Uh, Kat, do you, would you like to weigh in? I'm going to similar, I'm going to actually probably let Lou handle this one, but my best advice is it depends on the individual. There are some who can undoubtedly run two a year, no issues. They can even race them or run them. They can do it. Others, no. It really is, in my opinion, from what I've seen, a very individual person, their injury history, their ability to train, their time to train, how much time, how much they want to train. But a lot of it is just very, very individual. Are you willing to train in the middle of winter for a spring and a fall? You know, are you willing to train in the middle of the summer? So there's just so many variables. So I can't really, it just depends for me on the person. Love that answer. Uh, Latoya, would you like to add anything to that? I, I'm going to defer to the expertise of Lou on this yeah. with the, the the comment that you can really do anything, but can you do it well is, is the opinion that I always turn to. Can you do it well? Because if you can't do it well, that's, that's going to lead to injury. It's going to lead to stress in your family. It's going to lead to stress in your work life. And it all butterfly flaps at wings. It, it all, it all affects it. So the answer is yes. Should you and could you? I don't know. Lou, you you have a good answer on this one. We're all in. We're all ears. What do you think? Yeah. Can you run more than one marathon in a year? What do you think? Yes, definitely you can. But you also just like Cass said, there's many. There are many factors. Let's let's assume that two marathons a year, meaning you are racing two marathons a year. That's super different from jogging a marathon like 
having a marathon for experience. For example, now I'm trying to run Boston every year, and then that's and I hate winter training, so I'm gonna run Boston for the experience. <laughs> but then, then train hard in summer, and then race a full marathon. There are people, especially people in your in your early thirties or late twenties, you may be able to recover super fast. Two marathon year, you can take it, no problem, and you you can do that. You can recover fast, and remember, in either in the heat or in the winter, they are all impact to the body, and most of us are not all time athletes. So we can only recover so fast. Are, are you able to take the impact for two seasons, super intense, and still recover? No problem. It really depends on individuals. And also, are, are you able to train both in the summer and in the winter, geographically, geographically and personally, personally? And for me, I, it's, I've been playing with it. And it's not good. I, I, I've been running only one marathon per year and trained it really hard. And it has always yielded good result. So every year I get a good improvement. But then I try to run another one and I train hard in winter and then get injured. And it's, when you train two hard marathons, it's, very different and it's going to be a lot of impact on your body so you also again it depends first time marathoners probably not if you if you run a couple marathons then you may start to run two in a year but even so that depends on your recoverability how fast you can recover whether you like to train in the winter whether you are like you like to train in the summer in the winter it it especially when you do speed work, it's really easier to get injured because the ground is tougher and the body is just not as loose. And the weather can be unpredictable in the spring. Um, I hope that's a lot of question there, but um, it's really just depending on individual, depending on where you can recover. That also relies on the year planning. You don't want to be in the peak marathon training all year long, especially if you have, if you follow some really intense program, that's, you, you definitely gonna give your body some time to recover. If you wanna be um, lifelong, life, lifelong marathon runner, lifetime, uh, lifelong runners in general, you, every year you wanna recover. If you, if you just do a marathon hard and then do another one, marathon very hard, your body may eventually break down if you don't give it sufficient time to recover. Yeah, thank you, Lou. Uh, Whitney, do you have anything to add to that? Not really. I just want to say if this is something that you're considering, I would say talk to a coach, talk to somebody who's experienced and get their input. You know, we can see, we use an, uh, a platform where we can see what you've been doing in the past. We can chat about your run history, where you're at currently, what your goals are. Talk to somebody who's experienced, talk to a coach, talk to one of us, and we'll give you an honest answer. Like, yes, this is realistic or eh, maybe not. Let's maybe a half and a full or a 5k and a full or something else. But just talk to somebody, get somebody else's opinion because 
it's a it's a lot on your body. It's a lot of time. So Hi, my name is Katja from Los Angeles, and I would like to talk a little um, to you about my experience with Drain and the Spark Healthy Runner program. I started my journey um, with the program, I think about a year, a little less than a year ago. I suffered from Achilles um, tendonitis that turned into a tendinopathy and um, just really struggled with running at that point and was really frustrated um, and probably like many of you came um, across um, Dwayne's podcast while I was trying to consult Dr. Google to find out what to do about this and um, how the heck to get out of pain and start running again and found a few of his videos where he talked about um, specifically Achilles issues and just um, was very intrigued um, so after you know, after a couple of weeks, um, I decided to reach out to him and um, jump on a call and immediately just um, just gelled with him and um, loved his enthusiasm and his energy. And I just um, adore his personality. And he just gave already, you know, some really solid advice um, and talked about the program. And I, you know, took a chance at that point. I thought I would, you know, just take a chance and um sign up for the program and it has been one of the best things I've done for myself. Um, you know, with I had already signed up for um, two half marathons. Dwayne probably would have liked me to just run the second one, <laughs> but first one was a um, deferral from COVID times. Um, so we like saw it as a, maybe a tune-up um, tune race for the, for the A ma um, half marathon for my goal race. Um, and it just went fantastic. Um, I think both of us were a little surprised how well that first one went and I had absolutely um, no Achilles issues. This is just two months into the program. Um, I crushed my second um, race, my A race, uh, which was the Revel Mount Charleston um, downhill race. Just highly recommended, have to throw that in there. Um, ran a PR already by almost 10 minutes and had the best time. And again, without any issues, um, Achilles issues or otherwise. Um, a few components um, that I really enjoyed about the program and that I think um, really helped me in my journey were the strength program, the strength component. I was not consistent in strength training before, you know, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, definitely not consistent. And the program, you know, kept me accountable, set on my calendar and, you know, you know, I just saw it on my calendar. It's like, okay, I'm running today. I'm strength training today. And I stuck to it. And, and it just really helps, you know, somebody's out there watching you as well. Um, and Dwayne gave me some additional exercises tailored to me and my inju injury. Um, that, yeah, successfully helped me overcome my, my issues. And I had bilateral Achilles tendonitis, um, or tendinopathy. So, um, that was especially bad for me. Um, and you know you can work out along Dwayne, so to speak, um, on the videos that he's recorded for the strength program, and that was really fun for me. Much more fun than you know just looking on a piece of paper and going exercise by exercise. So that was really, really um, beneficial for me as well. And just loved working with him. I loved the Healthy Runner community. Um, special shout out to Jonah and Owen. I'm so thankful to have met you and so many others um, there. And that is also really really important and um, invaluable um, benefit of the program really that it's not just the coach that you have it's the whole team that you have behind you it's also the other coaches that are always there with advice 
and input. Um, shout out to Whitney, Latoya, Lu Feng, all of them. Um, Brooke, the registered dietitian, has been super helpful. She gave me some really good advice, and you know, all of that carried over into this. Um, so, more about this in a second. But um, when I ran my my second half marathon, I remember clearly. I said to Dwayne when we had our um, what's it called review and talked about it um, that I said to him, I have no idea how I could ever run twice as far. And he said, but of course you can. He said, like, you know, you've you've trained for a half marathon, so that's what you ran. And then you trained for full, and then that's what you do. And I just um, ran my first full marathon in Chicago just six days ago. Um, zero, first of all, zero Achilles issues, but zero issues in general. Um, honestly, it probably couldn't have gone any more perfect. Um, yeah, I had the best experience. Um, Chicago was amazing. And, you know, Dwayne instilled that confidence in me. And I'm not sure if I would have um, stood at the start line without him or the program. So if you're still hesitant, um, my advice would be, you know, just shoot him an email, reach out to him, um, jump on a call, you know, see if you gel, um, think about it for, for a day or two, sleep on it. Um, I think you wouldn't regret it. Um, it's been invaluable for me. I really, really enjoyed the experience and the, the community that came with it and found it invaluable. Happy running. I think um, such great insight. I think trying to summarize this and kind of share what I heard from each of you is really, it depends, that answer that we all love, um, right? It's going to depend upon the individual, depend upon your goals, depend upon your health, depend upon, are you looking to do this for the long run? Do you have the time in your life, not only the will to do the training, but do you have the time in your life to do the training and the recoverability that Coach Lou talked about, I think is very, very important. And I, I think this question comes from things that we see out there on social media, stories you hear of other runners, like us just hearing about Lou, right? Running 50 states, like that sounds super awesome, right? And that sounds super cool. And those that have been following Lou's journey the last couple of years, you're like, oh, wow, Lou's running another marathon. Wow, this guy ran like four marathons last year or five, whatever it was, right? And it'd be like, I could do that, right? You know, and, you know, just thinking about, you know, did you know that Lou actually didn't race all of those marathons, right? Like we don't always know all the stories. And I think it's so easy for us as runners to um, get infatuated with chasing the next goal and you do one marathon, you're like, I'm going to do more. I want to get more medals. <laughs> we talked about medals, right? Um, and even, you know, like the Run Disney events, like that's coming up this weekend. And we were actually, when we were at Disney last weekend, we were talking about that. Like my wife and I, uh, that was her first half marathon. We're like, maybe next year, 2024, we'll do it again. Um, but I think you need to take all these things into account and also you know, remember, you don't know everyone else's other situation. And I think the general consensus here is it's going to take a very special athlete, one that's experienced, one that has discipline, 
to not only do the training, but to hold back when they need to. And then one that has developed years of strength, health, and running miles under their legs. I think all of those variables really go into account when making that decision. Um, so hopefully that's how I summarize things in like a little, you know, mini dissertation, but <laughs> that's why we have a podcast and this is not TikTok for runners. We don't, we don't want TikTok for runners when it comes to a question like that, right? No way. The devil's in the details. You've got to know that stuff you get injured and can't run again. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think this next question uh, relates to the marathon. And Brooke, you so kind of deferred the last yeah, question. But I think we're going to defer Brooke. this one all, all to you. <laughs> so the question is, how can you ensure you're taking in the correct level of electrolytes and water Yeah, this is a wonderful marathon? question. And like you just said, Dwayne, it's like, I'm going to try to keep it brief, but it, it's never brief when it comes to nutrition stuff because it's always and it depends. So... You know, your hydration needs and your sodium needs, it's going to vary race to race, day to day, depending on environment, um, where, where you are, if you're in elevation, um, your gender, like all of those things come into consideration here. And what I'll say to, to keep it mostly brief is if you are running your miles appropriately, like you are building your miles appropriately to the marathon, you have a really strong base going into the race, like you know that you can run 26.2 miles. And you've also been practicing your nutrition during those long runs leading up to your race. And your daily nutrition practices are also in place. Then getting into that marathon, you'll know if your fuel and your sodium needs are adequate if you are able to get through the race without cramping, without nausea, without throwing up, um, without hitting that wall at 20 miles. And let me also just add a like major caveat there. Like you also have to make sure that your pace is appropriate, right? Because we can't just blame everything on nutrition or everything on, you know, pace. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but if you have somewhat of an idea of what your body needs, like through your long runs, you're going to be able to translate that really, really well into the marathon so that you're not questioning yourself. Um, but essentially, you know, you shouldn't feel like your legs are cramping up at mile 16. Like that's a major problem for nutrition, uh, major red flag if, again, your training is appropriate. Um, so does that does that summarize well enough, Dwayne? <laughs> I think it does. Does anyone else practice, have anything to practice, add to that? Practice, practice, That's how you know. You practice it all during your long runs, right? You don't just go willy-nilly on the race day. It's practice. Then you know what you really need. It, it does. It's, exactly. You practice yep. listening to the body. And that's what I'm... When you in the training, you practice feeling of the, running at different paces. So that's what the progression runs when you do, right? But, but it's... You in the long run, you practice a racing strategy. You practice the 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 fueling. You practice the outfit. You practice the pacing strategy, and by trying different feel by running a long run at different different speeds. Some especially when you have some long run with different speed, right? You get a feel that how long you need to refill. You want to take water. And then you sort of get an idea, like the ideal time you need to get a drink of water. 
um, and the interval you want to get the feel, and then you take that to the marathon. So you you listen to that to your body. The other thing is that in our training run, we usually run at a, a slower pace, so that well, while in the race you run at a faster pace, while you're running faster, your the body's taking more calories from the carbs than the fat. Um, well, the more percentage from the carbs than when you're running at a slower pace. So, and that means if you take the gel every, for example, 45 minutes during a practice run in a race, you probably want to take it every 30 minutes because there's more percentage of energy comes from carbs. Um, so all this you you can practice. You can sort of practice that in your training too. When if you have a long marathon pace run, you can sort of feel that. But yeah, some some ad- additional points that I want to add. Excellent. Thank you for adding that. And what is one piece of advice you give all of your clients, but struggle to follow yourself? This one is so easy for me. <laughs> strength training. Oh my gosh. Every single time I'm going to say strength training. <laughs> uh, it's so hard for me to find a rhythm, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Coach Kat? Uh, don't second guess yourself. That's just, just, just trust, trust yourself and the plan <laughs> and your coach. Coach. That was just added. <laughs> <laughs> Coach I do trust my <laughs> Coach Latoya. Well, I practice everything I preach, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Eight hours of sleep, all the water and protein I need. I stretch after every run. I couldn't imagine <laughs> not doing what I say I think you should do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Probably sleep. Probably sleep. I, I know we all need it and you burn the candle at both ends, but I, I preach sleep, sleep, sleep. And there's still 24 hours in a day. We still have to get it all done. So that is, that is one thing I work on is my sleep hygiene. I need more than six hours. Yeah, definitely. Or we need Luke, an extra eight same hours. Same here, sleep. <laughs> and I know that sleep is important and sleep some, is sometimes more important than training itself. But, and, and if I get a good sleep, I know the next day the workout would be better. But yeah, it's, with a long to-do list, sleep is usually <laughs> uh, <laughs> sacrificed and I need to work on that as well. Coach Winnie. Oh, I would have to say foam rolling. I schedule it in all my clients calendars three, four times a week. And I probably do it once a week, maybe, but yeah, I need to get better about it. That's part of my resolution is my prehab rehab before and after my runs, you know, do it as my warm up, do it as a cool down, just get that foam rolling in. Yeah, that is certainly not my problem. Uh, I love my, my rumble roller. Uh, I'm on that thing before every run, after every run. (laughs) So that's definitely not my problem, but I am in agreement with, uh, 
Coach Latoya and Coach Lou is is definitely the sleep bucket um, in terms of recovery and making sure that we have the energy for the runs that we need to do and that we recover properly from those runs. So that is definitely something that I talk about with my clients and it's a part of the training and recovering, like Coach Lou mentioned before, is a part of the training and we always do stress that. Uh, so that is definitely um, <clears throat> my biggest struggle and is uh, one of my goals. Um, and Brooke, you talked about habits for uh, you know the new year. That is my habit that a um, couple days in here and I'm getting back in my reading habit. It, it definitely fell off the bandwagon. I, I talked about that on the podcast before after we ta- had many of our self-care um, episodes this past year on the podcast. And it's really made a huge difference meditation-wise, reading-wise, winding down before bed and really closing that computer, uh, you know, shutting the phone off, putting it on like sleep mode, actually just adjusted in my iPhone, uh, my time parameters for that where my phone will be cut off. Um, a little earlier. Hopefully that will help me uh, <laughs> maintain those those boundaries um, mm-hmm. because, yeah, there's only so much that we can give um, as runners. And many of you listening to this right now, you guys are parents, you're working, you're doing it all. Um, but the sleep and recovery is super important. Um, so those are those are our common struggles. So you are not alone. Uh, you probably uh, related to some of our struggles. So you guys ready for a little spark lightning round? All right, we're going to go in the same order here. So, yeah, we're going to go rapid fire questions here. So, here we go. Some of these were uh, submitted. Uh, so, favorite race you've ever done? Uh, favorite race I've ever done? I did it with my dad. We did a um, trail marathon and we split it up. So, he did half, I did half, except I did more than half. I did like 17 miles. He did the rest, but it was so fun. There was like mud up to our knees. At that point, you didn't care about time. It was just like, you're out there, you're with other runners. And I know these are supposed to be brief, but we're talking about our favorite race. Um, so that would be my favorite race is a trail, trail, trail marathon with my dad. Sounds super fun. Rocky run and the Wonder Woman run. Your, so I'm saying you got your Wonder Woman hat on, so of course you had yeah, to mention that. Of course, of course I had to. So my favorite is the Anchorage, Alaska Summer Solstice Full Marathon, twenty six point two, running into the forest with bear, scat, and moose. That is a good time, let me tell you. Yeah, a little scary, but I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Brooke over there in Alaska. Boston, two thousand twenty one for me. It's my first Boston, and it's a great experience. Plus, like a lot of people from the healthy runner community are checking me, and I got a lot of cheers and encouragement. I'm feeling that I'm running for the team, especially I'm. A lot of people haven't run Boston yet, and I feel like I'm sharing this and like sharing this experience with with everyone that I know who are thinking of running Boston and that's just so much fun. And then people, people's cheering encouragement and meeting people. It just, it's just, it's just amazing. And I ran a pretty good race there too. So that's my favorite race. 
Coach Whitney. I would have to say the Arizona Trail Race. It's an eight-mile race in the Arizona desert. It's extremely technical. I've done it four times. I will not be doing it this year because it's the day after my marathon. So I'm a little sad about that. But I will do it again maybe next year. Cool. Yeah, I would have to say my favorite race um, wasn't any of the ones that I PR'd, but they were probably the two that I ran with my family members. My wife at Run Disney, her first half marathon, and just seeing her reaction to actually completing a half marathon. Um, and then the uh, turkey trots that I've done with my daughter, um, Olivia, who is just kind of getting into running, I guess you can say, in her running journey and just, uh, you know, pacing her and doing it in a turkey costume. Like, come on, who, who doesn't have fun in a turkey costume running with your daughter, right? Uh, you know, doing like what you're passionate about. So those are definitely my favorites. All right. So do you have a favorite place to sit and be quiet and reflect? I don't. I need to get better at this, but I, I don't have a favorite place. I, I mean, I guess nature is just my favorite place. Like it's not really one place, but just getting out on the trail and running trails or hiking is like my, I love that time for me. And that's just how I clear my head. And I don't know, I just, I'm not anxious out there. So that's what I would say. It's just nature in general, but not a specific place. That's a place. Yeah. I'll go. That's a place. Cat. On my tractor at the farm with nobody around me. I dig the nobody around me. I laugh because it's a tractor. Well, because it's a, I'm sitting on the tractor. The, the tractor calms me in the four, in, in the field with nobody around yes, me. Yes, got it. <laughs> I used to love mowing my lawn on my tractor. I don't have a tractor anymore, but yeah, that was definitely. They're good. <laughs> Everybody should have one. Coach Latoya. So uh, alone, I like my favorite part is being alone on the couch <laughs> with nobody, nobody. It's just me, the couch and a cup of coffee. Leave me alone uh-huh. and let me process my life. That's it. <laughs> Beach or lake that has a, that's really clear and you, you can hear the water and it's so calming and not specific place, but yes, anything near lake or beach with a wind, that's great. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Coach Whitney, can I favorite say, place. Can I say Target? That's on Target. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. I mean, Target. All right. Yes, quiet, but Target. I mean, nobody bothers me because I'm alone. It's great. And I can shop. So, so do you like, like just like sit and try out like the couches and like try pick up a mug from like aisle seven? Just go up and like, down just... the aisles. I did that today. You know, my daughter needed art supplies for art class, so you know I went and did that. But I checked out all of the things that I don't need, and it was great. <laughs> all right, I, I wasn't expecting that answer, uh, but. Uh, my favorite place, um, I'm going to definitely go with Coach Lou um, with the water. We're big beach. Uh, so that's like our getaway place. But I don't have a beach house, at least not yet. Maybe like 10 years. I don't know, 20 years. Um, you know, so on a daily basis, it is uh, my recliner in the corner of my family room. Um, that's kind of my spot that at the end of the day that I will uh, retreat to and have some quiet and uh, do some reading, some meditating. So on a daily basis, that's kind of my favorite spot 
to get some quiet and reflect as well as start my day. Uh, so I start my day there as well. Um, but yeah, beach is definitely one of those favorite places that I just love to hear the crashing waves and the smell of the beach and everything involved with your toes in the sand. Um, so that's where we spend most of our summers at various beaches um, on the East Coast. Maybe we'll get to the West Coast uh, at one time. All right. Uh, the One of our clients submitted this question here. Favorite NFL team? This should be quick. Go Bills. Yeah. After last night, go Bills. Yes. They've been my favorite, but last night was very scary. Yeah. It was extremely. Yeah. And if you don't know, I, I it's we don't have to get into that. But if you watch football or Monday Night Football, it was it, it was interesting and sad. Yeah, I haven't heard the latest today. Hopefully, there's been some positive news in health wise. And no, oh man. All right. Well, yeah. Positive thoughts uh, mm-hmm. going to all involved, um, Coach Latoya. So I know about that sadness that's going on, but I'm not sure if football is the one with the pigskin ball or the black and the white ball, or it's a little ball you hit with a racket. <laughs> what, which, oh, I'm not sure what we're talking about here. Yeah, sorry. So your answer is the New York Yankees? Is that what your answer is? Red Sox, I like one of those. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not a, All right, Coach Lou. <laughs> I don't. I don't grow up watching football. It's, okay. My, my definition of football is different too. Yes, you, that's you true. Kick, you kick it with your foot, right? <laughs> Whitney, uh, we are Arizona Cardinals fan or no? No football. Uh, my favorite football team would be the one that I can sleep to watching. I don't know. Sundays <laughs> are for nap are nap on the couch day at our house. So my daughter and I, my oldest daughter and I, nap on the couch while the boys watch football. So eh, no team. Okay. Do the boys like the Arizona team? No, actually, my husband really likes Patriots. His dad grew up just outside of Foxborough, oh. so not okay. because of. The team, like sorry. who's on the team or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. If you're a Bills fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a New York Giants fan. So that is a favorite Ooh, NFL team. Good. Um, yeah, finally. <laughs> it's been mm-hmm. quite some time. Um, 2016. Sorry. I have the stats. <laughs> I'm a big football fan. <laughs> so if you um, can compare yourself to an animal, what animal would it be? I'm a cat, I, specifically a house cat. Like, I just want people to do things for me. I want to be waited on, and I don't want anybody to bother me. That's that's me. I'm a house cat. <laughs> Indoor house cat. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Coach Cat? Uh, don't laugh, a possum. <laughs> Because they're so misunderstood animals. They are some of the most beneficial animals. And I just have always loved possums. Just saying. They're misunderstood. I can give you entire hours about possums and their benefits to society, but I'm not going to. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Coach Latoya. my, My other half calls me a junkyard dog. I don't know. I snarl and I nag and, 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 and I get results. Yes, I do. I'm a junkyard dog. I'm going to get results. Yes. 
and protect you. I know what I want, and I want you to do whatever needs to be done. That's why I'm barking at you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm a dog person. I like Absolutely. dogs. But if I compare myself, maybe uh, like maybe like a bear. All right. <laughs> like I like, I like bear hug. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe a bear, bear hug. Mm-hmm. I would I would have went with kangaroo after seeing some of your your That's jumping true. abilities. Kangaroo, <laughs> that kangaroo, <works>. kangaroo. <laughs> Whitney. When I read this earlier, I said cat. I like to nap and I like to be warm in the sun. So. I would be a cat too. Brooke and I could be house cats together. Oh, I love it. I guess I would be a sea turtle because I want to live forever <laughs> and enjoy lifelong injury-free running or swimming. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I would also we love to be a cheetah, but then again, I'm not a sprinter, so they don't have endurance. I need to find no. out. I love big cats, so I love watching any of those stories about big cats. I don't know which one has the best endurance. So I have to I have to find that out that one. <laughs> um, so podcast music or silence during the run? Silence. No, no. Music. Music, and it better be popping too. Yes. <laughs> it better be popping. I start with music, and sometimes we say podcast, but when I'm really focused on. Focused, I I don't. I do all three. It depends on my mood. It depends on the run. Am I like really mad at somebody or something? Then I'm gonna do some angry like '90s grunge. Or am I trying to like just pop along? Then it's gonna be a podcast. Or do I need to solve the world's problems? Then it's just silence. (laughs) Just depends. Love it. Yeah. For me, it's podcast. Unless I'm doing any faster running, it's music and it races, it's music. Um, so what was your first car? Ha. My first car was uh, a 1998 Jeep Grand Cherokee. <laughs> Mine was a brown Chevy Cavalier wagon. Nice. So one of those like big station wagons? It was a compact for the time. Okay. But it, it- <laughs> Fit many college students, and if you counted the back of the thing without the seat belts, it could fit. A, it could fit everybody. It was big enough. <laughs> Coach Latoya, oh, a long time ago, guys. Um, I think it was a 1989 Plymouth Acclaim. Yes, yes. Okay. The bad catalytic converter and the yes. Mm-hmm. 2001 Honda Coach Accord. Lou. I got it. The weekend I got it, I drove immediately to Las Vegas from LA. <laughs> so I got it during the week, and then that weekend I went drove to Las Vegas. Hopefully you didn't get it stolen, because I got my Accord stolen from me. <laughs> Those things were hot. Those are like the I hot ticket people in Vegas, they don't care about Accord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Coach Whitney? It was a VW Bug, one of the new ones, dark purple, and I shared it with my dad. And he had okay. to drive a purple bug with a hot pink flower in the little vase thing. It was great. <laughs> I yep. love that. 
I love that. Mine was in 1987, Cutlass Sierra. Uh, the the interior was like all coming down. It was like on my head. I think I had to like staple it to the ceiling. Um, but yeah, lo- love that car. I was, yeah, Cutlass Sierra. Um, so you open your fridge. What is the favorite thing in there? What is your favorite thing in there? I cannot answer this question. I don't know. I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Cat. <laughs> cheese. Very simple cheese. Oh, mine is tofu. My my super brick of baked tofu. I, I love baked tofu. Probably cake. Coach Lou. <laughs> Anything carbs, he said, really. Can I come over? <laughs> I, I buy cake sometimes. I ask about people's birthdays so I can buy a cake for them and I can get a piece. <laughs> I have an excuse to have a piece. That's awesome. <laughs> That's actually good. So if you're friends with Lou, he will never miss your birthday and he will buy you a cake. (laughs) Because he'll want a piece. That's awesome. Coach Winnie. I would have to say bitchin' sauce. It's made with nuts, but you can put it on carrot. You can dip your veggies in it. You can put chips. You can do crackers. You can do like anything. Chicken. Anything. It's fantastic. And I like all the varieties, all the flavors. I don't know what that is. What kind of sauce? Bitchin sauce. It's um, made with almonds. And right now I have the Chipotle one because I could buy it at Costco. So I got the big bucket of it. And it's fantastic. Okay. I've never heard of it. It's really good. It's vegan. So it's very good. If you can't have dairy or any of that kind of stuff, it's fantastic. We'll talk later. I'll check it out. Maybe I bake my tofu and dip it. Nice. Yeah. I would say for me, it'd be some fresh blueberries that were like in season. It tasted really good. Or eggs. Or I always do love my turkey as well. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, actually, I do at times. I don't put the blueberries in the eggs. <laughs> but you can have them on the side. You can have them on the side. So, Brooke, Breakfast. did you have a chance to think about this, or is it just everything in your fridge because you're so passionate about runners fueling more and eating more <laughs> yeah, food? I, I feel like this is just an unfair question for a dietitian. Um, <laughs> but because because I've been in Alaska for like almost three years now, I and I'm from upstate New York. I really miss fresh New York State apples. So if I oh. could have those in my fridge, that would be every time I'd get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love my apples as well. Um, and the, I've got a bunch of apple ciders, hard apple ciders from New York State. Um, yeah, we got some here in Connecticut as well. Um, very nice. So dream destination. <laughs> Brooke. Again, with these questions. Um, this sounds so cheesy, but I think I'm living in my dream destination. Uh, the military brought us up to Anchorage, Alaska, and I never want to leave. So it's been quite the journey, and I'm very grateful for our time here. I love it here. I love that answer. Coach Cat? <laughs> uh, okay. 
Never answer normal, but Romania and Antarctica. <laughs> Again, there's stories behind it, but we don't have time. Okay. So just Romania and Antarctica, right. go with it. We're, we're going with it. <laughs> Coach Estoya. Um, I think Spain. Yeah, Spain would be my destination. Yeah. Kiss <laughs> anything okay, that Leo. has a good run there. <laughs> Any place that has, doesn't have a good marathon there, that would be my dream destination. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Antarctica. Fitting, fitting it for Coach Lay. <laughs> it goes with your goals yes. and hitting all the continents. <laughs> Coach Whitney. Rome. I want to go mm. to Rome. Nice. Yeah, I would say any beach destination. We were fortunate enough to go to uh, Turks and Caicos. That was pretty much like. Perfect. Um, as far as clear water, um, we actually saw some sea turtles um, and it just being white sand. So any tropical beach destination, but I also do want to go to Italy as well. Um, but hitting up like the Mediterranean, Greece, they have beaches, right? So that would kind of hit both yes. of those those goals of mine. They um, do. So <laughs> um, favorite movie? I am not a movie person. I'm sorry. I should not be starting these questions. <laughs> like, why am I always first? Why does my name need to start with a B? <laughs> what could my mom name me like <laughs> with the Z? <laughs> uh, it's maybe Napoleon. I that was like a favorite growing up for me. Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> Coach Kat? This was not an easy question. This was the most impossible question of all questions I've ever had. Believe it or not, I'm going with Top Gun. I actually just saw that for the first time, believe it or not, yesterday. The first one or Maverick? No, the first one, because I'm going to see the second oh, okay. one. So I needed to see oh the first God, one. I, I couldn't believe that. I never saw the original. And I watched it for the first time literally yesterday. I could quote ever. I literally can give you the movie line for line without watching the movie. I want that is my all time favorite. It's a tough question though. Okay. <laughs> Coach Latoya, she's like okay, crying. Here. Coach Latoya is crying, <laughs> laughing so hard. I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies that would involve sitting. I can't be friends with you I guys. I, I just can't. There's no favorites. Don't sit. I gotta go do. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, Coach Some, Lou. Um, I watched an, an old Italian movie, something something similar to Life is Beautiful, but it's not exactly. It's, it talks about two a brother. They use their different ways, approaches to change the world. The brother wants to change the world dramatically, and then he's like really passionate and changes things, everything dramatically, but didn't end up well. But the 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 younger brother, on the other hand, try to do every everything that's possible, every small things, and you end up like every little change that's changing the world as well. So that's really um, inspiring, and I really love it. I don't really remember the name. <laughs> nice, coach. <laughs> I, I'll find now we all want to watch it. You're gonna have to research the name. <laughs> Coach Whitney. Oh, it's hard to follow something serious like that. Um, I don't have a favorite movie because I'm more show oriented. 
So Friends is by far my absolute 100% favorite show. I could, just like Kat, could quote every single episode without watching it. And I quote it all the time. And my kids are like, what are you talking about? But by far my favorite is Friends. Pivot, pivot. My daughter's friend came over today with a You're My Lobster shirt on today. And I was like doing it in the kitchen. And she was looking at me like, what are you doing? She had no idea. So, so I know you just came, came to the city like the last two times you were on the East Coast. Did you go to the Friends Museum we in Manhattan? Did not. We did not. It's on my list, but we did the Natural History Museum and Blue Man Group this time. So, Okay. Yeah, yeah you got to do it. We just went actually last January. So a year from my wife, that's her favorite show. Like she literally, I'll just walk in the room and she's like cracking up, cracking up. Of like episodes that she's probably watched like 50 times before. Yep. She'll still laugh out loud, like hard. And um, yeah, she loved the museum. Um, so you will definitely love go. that. So you'll definitely have to put that on your to-do list next time you're yeah. over in this area. Um, so I would say favorite movie for me would have to be um, Ratatouille. Uh, just because it's just great memories of my girls when the movie first came out and I was watching it. And then, of course, it's like anyone can cook, gusto. Like, I believe anyone can run. So, you know, there's those parallels. And um, and we just went on the new ride in Disney, which was absolutely phenomenal for those that haven't been uh, to Disney since the ride opened up in Epcot. It's like next level um, ride, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, cat, yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Guardians, you, you, Guardians gotta, is good. If I ever go down, you got to check that out. Guardians was my favorite when we went last year. She had just turned six, and Guardians of the Galaxy was her absolute favorite. We went over and over. Who and doesn't over. like Rocket Raccoon? I mean, or Gru. Anyway, I'm not getting there. <laughs> Movie issues. <laughs> All right, we're in the final stretch here. So, if you can change one thing about the misconception about being a run coach. What would that be? I don't even know what the misconceptions are. Uh, <laughs> anybody? Got anybody? Anyone can answer it. That you have to have all the answers. You don't. You yeah. can go Great. phone a friend. You can, I don't remember what all the other things from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire are, but you can look it up. You can ask another friend. You don't have to have all the answers because nobody does. Would you like to poll the audience, Coach Whitney? <laughs> yes, I would. Would you like to phone a friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be my answer definitely is like that we don't know everything and that we don't do everything perfect. Um, well, I'm perfect. At which we but... kind of <laughs> speak for yourself, Dean. <laughs> I am perfect. <laughs> I guess Lou, you don't you really have to, to be a top elite runner to be a run coach, right? It's like you said, you, mm. you just, you are just a few steps ahead of another person and you can just, you can pull them and you learn along the way too. It's not like, yeah, it's, you don't, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to start knowing everything. You don't, because then even the, the most knowledgeable person in the in the world doesn't know the answer of everything, and and a fast runner doesn't have to be a good coach. Um, so that's yeah. Right on, right on. That was actually what I was going to say as well. Uh, 
if you're a accomplished fast runner, doesn't necessarily make you a good run coach, right? Just like any other sport, if you think about like the greatest coaches, whether it's football, basketball, like most of the greats were not great players. And most of the great players that we've seen in our generation actually are terrible coaches. Um, so we've seen, we've seen uh, that story play out uh, time and time again. And I would say the same thing happens uh, with run coaches. Um, all right. So guys, if you guys have been listening to this and um, hopefully you've learned a little bit more about our coaching team, um, hopefully you've provided some insight into a little bit of the why, as well as learned some interesting fun facts about our team. And if you're currently struggling training for your first marathon, getting faster as a runner um, in the half marathon, or just starting your running journey, and you want to figure out how to do it right from the beginning, uh, then you can get the guidance, support, and accountability. You need to get stronger, faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free runner with any of the amazing coaches uh, that you heard from during this episode. Um, it's a new year, so why not invest in yourself this time and avoid the injury cycle as our team guides you toward your specific running goal and support your life goal. Um, and we'll be with you each step of the way. Um, if you're ready to see if you're a good fit for um, working with someone on our team, then you can schedule a strategy call with myself um, today and grab one of our remaining slots that we have available each month. We only have a certain number of slots each month that we open up and can take on new runners. Um, so we can help you conquer your goal, uh, whether it's a big race or it's just really getting consistent with your running and learning how to do it in a healthy way. Um, you can schedule that call by just going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to learn more and schedule that call with me. Uh, thank you again, team, for allowing us to take a little peek behind the curtain and uh, talk a little bit more about um, you know some of the interesting uh, facts that you have and some interesting things that we learned today, as well as some of your like coaching philosophy um, and some of the misconceptions um, that we've talked about. Um, yeah. So if, if you guys are listening on a run right now, um, we hope that you are, uh, crushing your run right now. And hopefully we added a few chuckles along the way. Uh, so go get that run, finish it, enjoy it. And, uh, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running into 2023 until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner on Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple podcast or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, 
and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.